Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. does a sophomore, a young sophomore at Bowling Green State University, end up dead, along with so many other youngsters dead at college and university all across our country. He's just the latest. Why? And why can't it stop? Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. You think it's not real? Take a listen to this. Look, honey, name one one. What is your emergency? Hi, um, someone that we know is uh, non-responsive. He drink alcohol, like a lot of alcohol. So, where is he at? Um, where? How old is your friend? Uh, he's twenty. 20, okay. And what's he doing right now? Um, he's laying down on his side. And he's his ears are, his face is really purple, and he's, his uh, pupils aren't responsive. Okay. Is he breathing? Yeah, he's breathing, but it's really shallow. And he's been drinking, you said? Yeah. Okay. Is he taking anything else we need to know about? No. What's your name? Okay. Family page Okay. Are you positive he's breathing? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm positive. Do you see his chest rising up and down? No, not right now. Okay. And he's blue? Yeah. Okay, then he. there's a good chance he's not breathing. I want you to get down. Is he on the floor? Yeah, he is. Okay. Do you see his chest rising at all? She said, does you see his chest rising? I don't see it rising, guys. Okay, do you know how to do CPR, or do you want me to walk you through it? She said, we don't do CPR. Oh, my <laughs> Is there somebody else there that can do CPR? No, no, no. I can walk you guys through it. Think about it. If this is your child, 
that's literally turning purple. Take a listen to more of that 911 call. Oh, my God. Okay, listen to me. You need to help your friend. Calm down. Okay, okay, okay. She said, I wanna... she's just going up and down. You do see it going up and down? Please. Do you see his chest? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is it rising or not? me to hear it this is just one example of so many joining me literally an all-star panel first I want to introduce to you a very special guest Jim Piazza the father of Timothy Piazza one of the first victims to bring our attention to this national epidemic claiming the lives of teens every day at colleges and universities he is an anti-hazing activist, founding member of the Anti-Hazing Coalition, Parent United to Stop Hazing, that's PUSH, and you can find out more about him at liveliketim.org. And although I know that 911 call is not about Timothy, his son, I know it's got to hurt him so deeply, but he is here to help bring about change. Also with me, Rex Elliott, Fultz family lawyer at Cooper & Elliott, Co-founder, owner, CooperElliott.com, Twitter, at CooperElliott, and he's directing us to the Stone Foltz GoFundMe. You can search it at the Stone Foltz Memorial Fund to Dr. Susan Lipkins, psychologist, hazing expert, author of Preventing Hazing, and you can find her at a website, Inside Herman, former special victim unit detective at West Valley City PD, author of I Was Wrong, investigator battle cry for change within the Special Victims Unit. You can find him at justinboardman.com, on Twitter at at Boardman underscore train, Dr. Priya Banerjee, board-certified forensic pathologist, anchor, forensicpathology.com, assistant ME medical examiner. I know you were doing a backflip, doctor, when you were hearing the girl saying, he's purple and doing nothing. Jay McGuire, Parents and Alumni for Student Safety, that's PASS founder. And you can find him at endhazing.org or on Facebook, Parents and Alumni for Student Safety. But first, to Amy Steigerwald, reporter WTOL11, Bowling Green grad. And you can find her on Insta at, Stamy, at Amy Steigerwald, on Facebook at Amy Steigerwald TV. Amy, I want you to listen to more of that 911 call. Who's doing CPR? He's doing okay, CPR. Put on speakerphone and let me talk to okay. him. Do you know how to do CPR? Do you need me to? Oh, uh, roughly. I was in Boy Scouts a long time ago. Okay. Did you make sure he has nothing in his mouth that's causing him not to breathe? No, he has nothing in his mouth. Okay. Did you tilt his head back and everything and make sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you start CPR? Yeah. Okay. You have the heel of one hand in the center of his breastbone and between yep. his nipples, and you're pushing down hard. Yep. Okay, let's count. Ready? One, yep. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 
9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. Do you feel comfortable giving him two breaths or do you want to keep the compression? That 911 call goes on and on. You hear women screaming in the background. Uh, before I go to Amy Steigerwald, to Jim Piazza, the father of Timothy Piazza. Timothy died during a similar hazing stunt. Jim, thank you for being with us. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. Jim, I don't think it's real to a lot of people. And that's why, as I did so often in opening statements, play the 911 call to start with. It's real. Yeah. These are teens dying. You work your whole life. All your money, all your love, all your energy, your hopes, your dreams are poured into your children. For this to happen, when you heard that 911 call, what went through your mind? Nancy, I'm shaking from that 911 call right now. Um, I, I, I picture my son on the other end of that. Um, I know that call wasn't about him, but uh, um, this is very real, and it, and it happens far more than we know about. Jim Piazza, father of Timothy Piazza, all I could think about were my children. And being in this situation, literally, your child is dying, and you have nothing around them but a bunch of other teens like themselves, most of them drunk or high, doing nothing as your child is lying there dying. To Amy Steigerwald, WTOL 11, what happened in this case we're talking about a sophomore there at bowling green stone Fultz. what happened amy yeah so the details surrounding this case have been pretty dicey from what we've been able to find out on the record um police have been pretty silent based off what we have i talked to them this morning they still have absolutely no details regarding charges regarding any information about how many people they're interviewing um from what I know, on the I am a Bowling Green State University grad, and where he was um, supposedly found is not where the party would have happened. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible is Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. 
By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. What we are learning right now, the victim is a was a sophomore at Bowling Green State University in an alleged hazing incident involving alcohol. In other words, downing 40 shots, 40 shots at the Pi Kappa Alpha fraternity, the Delta Beta chapter, in a pledge hazing ritual. I know that Stone Foltz just turned 20, was a business major, and before he went to the party that night, he told his roommate he would be forced to, quote, drink a handle. What is a handle? It's 40 shots over twice the size of a fifth of a gallon. That's 59.2 fluid alcohol, uh, ounces of any alcohol the big gives them. The big would be the big brother, and they had to finish the whole thing before they left. Um, I want to go straight out to our friend, Dr. Priya Banerjee, assistant medical examiner, board-certified forensic pathologist, 40 shots, twice the size of a fifth of a gallon? That could kill anybody. Absolutely. Um, I just wanted to interject as a mom myself, you know, everything you said as a parent, um, my heart just breaks. This is an otherwise completely healthy young man and budding career, studying hard. And then this one incident, it's, we see this, it's alcohol intoxication. I mean, as young, healthy person and the backstory, I mean, it's insane. You are so right. And imagine what the parents are going through. I Take a listen to our cut eight. This is Will Reeve, ABC. Stone's parents say they got a phone call around midnight. He was found not breathing. They had to revive him, and he is on a ventilator keeping him alive. So we spent two hours driving to his school, holding my wife's hand, praying in my mind that Stone was going to be okay. No parent should have to sit in their car wondering if their son's going to be okay. The roommate of a Pi Kappa Alpha pledge telling a local station that pledges were told to drink a handle of alcohol and finish it before they could leave. A handle contains around 40 shots. After four days and four nights in the hospital, Stone Foltz was declared brain dead. So to me, he was forced into something that the outcome is he, w he was murdered. Straight out to Rex Elliott, the Foltz family lawyer representing the family of this young man, Stone Foltz. What is happening? I, I, I don't understand how this continues to go on and on. And the college, what, suspended the fraternity? Same thing's going to happen. They'll just have a party somewhere else. 100%. And the national fraternity doesn't step up and do something about it, and it goes on and on. I've had far too many of these cases. And by the way, Nancy, we do have 
a lot of detail about what happened that night. Stone Fultz joined this fraternity to network for a resume building. He saw red flags that this wasn't good. And that night, he was brought in. He was told to take his tie off. They blindfolded him, took him down to a basement along with the other pledges, and forced them to drink a handle of alcohol before they were allowed to leave. Then the active members uh, took Stone Fultz, uh, a completely incapacitated Stone Fultz, to his apartment and left him there, left him on the couch, face down on the couch by himself. And by the way, clear up one quick thing. While that young woman was on the 911 call, his roommate had come home. He was a Boy Scout and he was performing CPR at the time. But that's what they did. These actives forced him to drink. A 150-pound kid who really didn't even have a, a long drinking history, and they left him at the apartment all by himself uh, to slowly die. At the hospital, hours later, his blood alcohol content was 0.394. I have called nationally for every university to shut down fraternities right now and make them demonstrate that they can be a positive influence on each campus in this country. And if they can come back, zero tolerance, one act of hazing, no matter how small, and they're gone forever. Until we do things like that, unfortunately, we're going to use lose more innocent young lives. And the reality to... Uh, let me go back to you, Rex Elliott. The legal limit in most states for drunk driving is 0 .08. You're telling me that the victim in this case, Stone Foles, was 0 .394. 0 .394, Nancy, and it was literally this event started at 9 o'clock uh, in the evening, and Stone Foles was dropped off at 10.30 at night, 90 minutes uh, to do this to this perfectly healthy bright young kid. His body just could not take it. Take a listen to our cut nine, Adrian Roberts. This is NBC for Columbus. Those brothers that said they were going to be there with Stone who were not. You have to live with that the rest of your life. Stone's roommate found him around 11. He was rushed to the hospital and soon put on life support. His family kept him alive for four days, allowing him to donate his organs. Stone's double lung recipient is a gentleman in his 50s. Stone's heart was successfully transplanted in a woman in her 20s. It's a legacy his parents know Stone would be proud of, but his parents want another legacy for him, saving other students from hazing. How concerned are you that there could be another Stone Foltz this weekend or the following weekend? If you step back and look at it, spring pledge is ongoing right now. There could be another case like the Stone Foltz that could happen tonight. And everyone just keeps sending their children to school. After sinking all their hopes and dreams, money, effort, years of work to pay that tuition for them to die of alcohol poisoning. And it's not just stone faults. As I was preparing for this case, the more I looked, there's this legislation and that legislation. Every state that I looked at that has legislation is named after a dead student. And you know better than anybody, Jim Piazza, the father of Timothy, very rarely are there criminal charges. And when there are against the, the brothers that force the victim to drink until they die, they are reduced and they walk free. Yeah, unfortunately, Nancy, that is that is very much the case. I, we, we really need tougher laws throughout the country. Make, make hazing a felony where someone is significantly hurt 
or they die. But we also need prosecutors to prosecute. That's not happening. They need to go after this with with a vengeance. I, I've been back and forth with the prosecutor at Cornell, and there's no charges that have been raised there at all. And and at the end of the day, we need stiff sentencing. When we start to see that and universities expelling students that engage in hazing, then I think we're going to see movement because it's happening elsewhere outside of fraternities and sororities too. But we need these things to happen. Oh, yes, it is. And you know what? What I was looking at to Dr. Susan Lipkins, following up on what Jim Piazza just said, the father of Timothy Piazza, who lost his life, uh, Dr. Susan Lipkins joining us, and you can find her at InsideHazing.com. When I was researching for this very moment, you know what I found out? That most hazing statutes treat hazing, even under these conditions, like an unpaid parking ticket. It's just a minor ordinance. It's nothing. What about that, Lipkins? Dr. Lipkins, how is that supposed to leave parents feeling? Yeah, it, it's incredibly difficult to understand, and I've been studying this for like 20 years. And every weekend, there's probably somebody who's either going to die or almost die. And um, unfortunately, that the beat goes on. I don't think, actually, that uh, felony laws is enough. I think we really need to have an agency like the CDC that's uh, following hazing, bullying, and harassment kinds of cases. And I actually think that this is going to change under the following conditions. When the students who are in the fraternities and sororities decide, like the women in the Me Too movement, that they're not going to take it anymore, that they band together as a group and say, no more, we're not doing it, you're not going to have power over us, we're not going to drink the alcohol. And it can't be done individually because that kid would be hazed. It has to be done as a group from the inside. And the other group is the group of parents because, you know, a lot of times the parents are funding it. They're paying for the fraternity. And fraternities and sororities are like, you know, a remnant from the last century. The story, the concept that these kids walked away and just dropped him off at his apartment goes on every single case. And they have a code of silence that keeps them quiet so that everybody investigating cannot get into the information and therefore the cases don't move along. It's, it's a, a huge kind of conspiracy that you know the entire Greek movement uh, has been supporting. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible. It's Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. 
by honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. For those of you just joining us, another young student dead after a night of hazing and forced drinking. For many people, especially women that go through uh, initiation, they may get flowers from their big sister or they may get taken out for a surprise 6 a.m. pancake breakfast. But that has taken a deadly turn, especially when it comes to male fraternities. Take a listen to this. Three hours, that's around the amount of time between the last text Stone sent his mother and the call his parents received saying something was wrong. I joked with him, I said, okay, well, I'm gonna ask you around 10. He said, haha, oh great. And I never called him. So I have that to live with the rest of my life. It's a night Sherry replays often. That's the hard part the guilt. On March 4th, her son Stonefolt was pledging a fraternity at BGSU. He told his mom he had something called a big little. It was a drinking ritual and he wasn't looking forward to it. I said, well, please be smart about it. He said, I will. Those words of that mother trying to grapple with the death of her son, waiting in the hospital to have his organs harvested after a drinking hazing ritual leaves him dead. To Jay McGuire, Parents and Alumni for Student Safety, that's PASS, P-A-S-S, founder, and you can find him at endhazing.org. Jay McGuire, weigh in. Nancy, I can't, I can't sit here as a fraternity advisor and, and defend, um, you know, decades of inattention or inaction on the part of fraternity nationals and fraternity alumni, but I can tell you that some of the statements by some of the guests here are just plain wrong. We are as committed to ending hazing as anybody else in this equation, but we're fighting an uphill battle with a drinking culture among young people that is layered on top of uh, a culture of impunity and silence uh, that, that we're as dumbfounded by it as everybody else. What I can tell you is is that along with my friend Jim Piazza, we have changed the law in my home state of Texas to make it easier to prosecute. And we're doing everything we can to call attention to medical providers, especially uh, EMTs, so that they will know it when they see it and report it. We have worked with institutions, universities, and colleges uh, to increase transparency for those organizations that are found to have hazing that they are published on websites so that students and parents know not to go there. Um, and we are educating every chance we can about how wrong hazing is and the dangers of 
massive overconsumption of hard mm -hmm. liquor. Let me ask you, Jay McGuire, if you know which organizations are hazing in this manner and you're directing parents and students to a website, my question is, why are they still even there? Yeah, good question. I don't know the answer to that, Nancy. As far as I'm concerned, if an organization sponsors hazing, the organization should be banned permanently. I agree. Justin Boardman, former Special Victim Unit detective, jump in, Justin. First off, my heart goes out to the families. I think a lot of it can be solved by um, going after some of the enablers, um, mm -hmm. prosecutors that are not, that are using their discretion incorrectly from my view, um, as well as going after the enablers when it comes to um, the fraternities. And I mean that by possible criminal charges or civil charges for sure. You know, too, Jim Piazza, father of Timothy Piazza. I agree with everything we just heard. But the reality is, is it's not happening. It's not happening. There had been dozens of young people, basically teens, dead at the hands of hazing so-called rituals before your son was a victim. And there have been so many since Timothy was a victim. Nothing is happening. Why? Well, I, I think there are some things happening, but, but again, it's, it's, it's a slow process. We're dealing with legislators who, who take their time in enacting laws. And you were right about it. You, you see a felony law come into place when someone dies. And we got to get beyond that. We don't need a name on every law. We just need stiffer laws and prosecution and sentencing of those of, of those laws. Um, there are things that that we're trying to get done by educating students and and all that. But at the end of the day, they keep turning over. You have alumni that that you know foster some of this behavior. If if you don't see teeth, if you don't see things happening to the students that are committing these crimes. Parents are just going to keep saying, all right, that's fine. Just go go ahead and be careful and whatnot. And things are going to continue because the students turn over every three, four years. You need to see examples of people. I, I can't go when I make a presentation and show a list that all the faces that went to jail because of hazing crimes. I can't because they don't exist. We need that. Nancy, can I just, oh, sorry, jump in. As, sure, jump um, in. I think, you know, one of the biggest things I see as uh, the medical person on the panel is, you know, sadly, I see these young, healthy students at their worst, right? They've passed away from this. And I think two huge points need to be made in, in the education slash prevention. College students are going to drink. Let's just assume that. But no amount of tolerance is going to prepare a young, healthy person to withstand the toxicity of this much alcohol, you know, and that's really even without a with a drinking history, let's say, it's just right. impossible. I mean, and what is your point? The blood alcohol is point three nine four. I mean, right. So you know that's alcohol intoxication, and I think the awareness right. of just basic awareness, you can't do this and survive. It's going to be lethal. To Amy Steigerwall, reporter WTOL 11 there in Bowling Green, uh, excuse me, Bowling Green grad. Amy, what more do we know about that night? You know, like the, we were saying, the police have still been really silent about how many people they're talking with and how many people they're, you know, looking into. But going back to what you were talking about, as far as, you know, calling for justice on these organizations, this is not the first time that Bowling Green Specifically, this fraternity has had an issue 
um, and caused controversy on the campus. Um, and a lot of students are, are angry that they are still, you know, they are banned. They are, per, you know, temporarily banned, but they haven't been fully taken off the campus. And that is something that many students have been calling for. There have been peaceful protests. There have been, you know. Well, Amy, let me ask you, when you say this isn't the first time, what happened before with this group? There have been some controversial posts that they've put on social media that have um outraged some you know certain minority groups on campus what racist post there have yes they have they have been putting things online in a few years back they had an incident i want to say where they were dressing up that you know caused a a couple of people to be angry what did they allegedly dress up as um it was i want to say near back in 2016 where they had dressed up um i believe it, it was in some sort of mexican outfit that caused some controversy on campus okay all right right there right there they should have been thrown out right there if bowling green state university had any let me just say backbone they would have been thrown out then so don't come crying and joining the morning and i feel your pain all that bs do something about it mm-hmm. and i think that's how many of the students feel right now and they've done nothing Just like all the other universities where there have been hazing deaths. Nothing. And I urge parents, please, before you pack your children up and send them off to school, look online. Find out if this is happening at the university or college where you're sending your child the the, the jewel in your crown for Pete's sake. I want you to take a listen to this. Tonight, Stone Foltz's family says the 20-year-old was apprehensive before he left for an alleged drinking event at a Pi Kappa Alpha fraternity house. I said, well, that sounds really stupid. Why do you have to do it? And he said, it's just part of the ritual. I have to, but I don't want to. And I said, we'll be smart about it. His mother said on that March 4th night, she texted Stone, a sophomore pledge at Bowling Green State University in Ohio, to check in and with a promise to call later. I said, well, then I'll call you at 10 to check up on you. And I never made that call. So it's something I have to live with the rest of my life. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible. It's Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. 
offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. The more I look into it, every state that has laws against it are named after a dead student. Uh, Take a listen to our cut 19. This is Chip Reed, CBS. Eric Oates says his son Adam last texted him, I love you, Friday night before he went to a Delta Chi fraternity party. If you knew Adam, all he wanted to do was be one of the guys. Courtney White, Adam's first cousin, says another student at the party told them Adam passed out on a couch after being told to drink an entire bottle of Jack Daniels whiskey. Around 9 a.m., this young boy, Adam, found face down unresponsive. The fraternity brothers had rolled him over and said his face was purple. He died. Okay, take a listen to our cut 20. Dan Harris, ABC. The horror that played out inside a frat house at Penn State University. As a 19-year-old lay dying after a night of alcohol-fueled hazing, the fraternity brothers allegedly did little to help. Instead, their concern was reportedly how to cover it all up. Tonight, we hear from the one student who says he tried to help. That I kind of like lost it. I was like, I was screaming and yelling. I was saying, we need to take him to the hospital. We should call an ambulance, dial 911. That victim was Timothy Piazza. And with me is Tim's father. Sir, when you hear that, I, I almost hate to play it for you. But somehow, I feel it's my duty to warn parents what's happening. Yeah, I mean, look, this is happening on a regular basis, more than we know. We know of so many situations where people were near death but didn't die, they survived, and they are forced into secrecy themselves because they're afraid of the repercussions, which is, which is terribly sad. We also learn about deaths that happened years ago, which no one ever reported, but we see a civil lawsuit come through but there was never a criminal prosecution. Never a criminal prosecution. You're right. Listen to this. Our Cut 25. This is Mark Strassman at CBS. Champion died at the hospital from internal bleeding and blunt force trauma. Sean Johnson testified some fellow band members tried to cover up their role in Champion's death. It kind of amazes me how people in the band, they're mad at the people that, that are telling on things that are happening in the band and they're not mad about his death. Pam and Robert Champion Sr., his parents, today claimed band members are still involved in a cover-up. I can't say what the charge should be. Another young student dead. There's so many. Listen to this. This is our Cut 22. David Wright at ABC. This victim, Colin Wint. This was the frantic phone call in the early hours of the morning. Athens County 911, where's your emergency? Hello, I think my friend drank a little too much. The caller, a friend of Colin Wyant, an 18-year-old pledge at Ohio University's Sigma Pi fraternity. Okay, is he responsive? Um, he was, and then he's like kind of laid back, started passing out. Wyant was in his freshman year at Ohio, an honors student. He played basketball and sang in the choir. 
His family devastated. Then our cut 23, Maxwell Groover, just 18 years old at LSU. Listen, this is uh, ABC's GMA. This morning, new details in the death of 18-year-old fraternity pledge Max Groover. Why did his life have to end so early? A preliminary autopsy report revealing that Groover, a freshman who was pledging the Phi Delta Theta fraternity at Louisiana State University, had a highly elevated blood alcohol level and the presence of THC, a chemical found in marijuana in his system. Groover was rushed from Phi Delta Theta's fraternity house to a hospital Wednesday night where he later died. LSU immediately shutting down all Greek activities. Campus police now investigating if hazing played a part in his death. Yes, it did. Like it did in all of these cases. I've got a stack of paper of all these young people, teens, dead from alcohol poisoning due to hazing incidents to Rex H. Elliott, the Fultz family lawyer, and he is directing us to Stone Fultz GoFundMe search Stone Fultz Memorial Fund. Rex Elliott, this has been going on for years and years and years. What are we going to do? Do you have any solution? Well, well, Nancy, um, and I represent the Wyatt family as well, and in that case, the fraternity members organized after they found out Colin was died and they initiated all the pledges and they got their story straight and it's a code of silence. The reality is this, these are 18 to 22 year old boys that don't have judgment and when they organize collectively and they don't have adult supervision and guidance, this is a recipe for disaster. I applaud all of the legislative efforts. I completely agree that there should be criminal prosecutions and civil cases and the whole nine yards. But until universities say on our campus, one incident of hazing. I don't care if it's somebody walking around with a backpack or running on a lunch run, because guess what? Those lead to the types of things that we're seeing every day until universities say one more time and you're gone forever. And if that means we eradicate the fraternity system altogether in this country, then so be it. It's 2021 and we shouldn't have one more innocent kid dead on a college campus because of this nonsense. Agreed. Jay McGuire with PASS. What is your best recommendation? Because what's being done now, obviously, is not working. Yeah, I think banning fraternities is a, is a, is a, is a, a distraction from what has to happen, individual accountability and prosecutions. Universities have been hesitant to actually pull the trigger on enforcing their own rules. And local prosecutors always give a pass to the, pro, to the per, perpetrators, even, even, uh, in cases that are so clear cut, so you can you can you can ban fraternities if you like. It's going to keep happening. Um, young men who get together uh, without supervision under any circumstances are always going to take risks that they shouldn't take. What's different about this situation is the the massive overconsumption of hard alcohol that has become normalized in this in the culture right now. That is relatively new. But what I hear you saying, Jay McGuire, is basically boys will be boys and there's really nothing we can do about no, it. No, no, Nancy. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying, I'm, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying it's time to start throwing the book at people when they do things that are clearly wrong. That's, that's what needs to happen. The universities and the national fraternities are providing the vehicle for these 18 to 22 year old kids to 
to overconsume alcohol and to be, behave in ritualistic tendencies like this. That is what's happening. You take away that or you put a zero tolerance policy in place and they're gone at some point because they can't behave responsibility responsibly. 18 to 22 year old boys will have a difficult, very difficult time coming together and organizing and, and, and uh, you know, engaging in behavior like this. To Justin Boardman, former Special Victims Unit detective, earlier was brought out about Me Too, how it became uh, more okay for sex assault victims to speak out. Why can't there be a hotline for people to call anonymously to say, this is happening here, we're being hazed, help us stop it. There's nothing being done to stop this. Um, yes, I think that- um, Nancy. The hotline's a great idea. I think that um, the reporting and going after the enablers as well um, of the of this whole drinking culture is is very important as well. Dr. Susan Lipkins, I think I heard you jumping in. Was that you? Yes, I, I wanted to tell you. I went to Washington in like 2003, trying to get a National Hazing Prevention Act. And I realized as I walked around Congress that most of these people themselves have been in Greek organizations and their children were currently in the Greek organizations. And it would be very rare that they would vote in any kind of legislation which would get rid of this whole fraternity and sorority system. So you're basically saying to get rid of the whole Greek system. That's your answer? Because that's uh, not going to happen. I would definitely get rid of the whole Greek system. Okay, I understand you would, and a lot of other victims' parents feel the same way, but I, I'm trying to tackle this in a way that I think it's achievable. To Jim Piazza, I, I really believe a hotline solution, no tolerance, and to me, no tolerance means once it happens, you're booted permanently from campus. I think it should be part of every freshman's um let me just say, entrance into college, their orientation, Absolutely. that they are given a class on this. I mean, there are a lot of things that can be done that are not being done. Help so, me, Jim. So, so, Nancy, there are hotlines in certain schools. Um, we've been lobbying for that in other right. schools. We, 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 we absolutely need zero tolerance in the universities. They need to say one and done, you're out. Get rid of them. Also, in the state legislation that we're peddling around the country, if the national fraternity or the alumni that, that are overseeing a particular local chapter know about any hazing that's going on, they can be held criminy, criminally liable and under a felony law. And I think that's important because if we start seeing some of those organizations held under, under a felony law, as well as the individuals being held accountable, we will see movement. It's it's not plausible. I should be saying get rid of the Greek system underground. I've seen so many instances of, of organizations going underground because they were pulled of their, their letters. So that'll just continue. They'll reform to something else. We need we need some people that we could show went to jail for a significant period of time for committing these crimes. What happened to Robert Champion is the most egregious thing. He was beat to death in any other environment. That's murder. Why wasn't it murder with Robert Champion? I mean, I just don't understand. We wait as justice unfolds, God willing. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zin 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's best hybrid mattress five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner.